time for the next wave. Scores! Braden Point got it done. 35 seconds into overtime. There are great players. Ryan O'Reilly, come get the Smythe Trophy. Superstars. Puck up three, From Craig Bergeron, who tied the game and won it in overtime. Even Hall of Famers after the first round. Becky scores! All right, let's move on to the next wave now. And we're starting off with uh, Noel Gundler, a right winger from uh, Lulia, ranked 45th on the Craigslist. And this is kind of the opposite of what we talked about uh, with Quinn. Uh, Gundler, you have him ranked a little bit lower than most other reports. And and you've used the term in the past, I think, wildly inconsistent with him. I've read the word polarizing by other scouting reports. What is the reason uh, people use those terms with this player? His skill is obvious. Okay, it really is, Dean. It's it's obvious. He 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 can score. He's got good hands. He he he's got a good release. And and what's everybody looking for in the game? They're looking for for goal scoring. But what when I use the term inconsistent, I am talking massive inconsistencies in his game. And you know, you, I'm forgiving of players for 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 long periods of time. When, when, when you look at him and go, okay, yeah, this is his skill. This is what he does. And this is what he does. And okay. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Let's continue to watch. But as I continue to watch, I'm going like, sorry, like, I, I like, I don't want an inconsistent player. I like, you know what, until you show me that you can be less inconsistent. Sorry. I don't care how good your goal scoring is. It's not good enough for me. And I'm, I'm straightforward on that. You know what? Because when you're trying to perform at the highest level on teams where winning is mandatory and the number one requirement, sorry, like you don't get to decide that I'm going to play once every four games or I'm going to play three shifts this game really to my abilities. So you know what? Like right now, I see it as an inherent flaw in Noel Gunler. I know that he has qualities that are really coveted and you know, we'll hear about, oh, yeah, what a steal he was wherever they get him in the draft. And I know there's teams that like him more than other teams. But for me, and this is me only, right, the inconsistency is a massive, massive red flag. Mm. The effort, right? He just, he just, is it, is it, uh, um, he, inconsistent effort or inconsistent uh, skill? Like, what, what are you seeing when you're watching him play? Just some games he shows up and he does things, and other games you just don't notice him or he, or he creates turnovers. What, what do you see? Well, you can notice him one shift and you go, okay, that's an old gunler I've seen and you like, right? And then, oh, did old gunler play the last period? Mm-hmm. Has, has no Gundler been on the ice? And like I hear always playing in Lulia and everything. He hasn't been part of the national team. So why are national team coaches not having him on the team? Right. Why? Not U17, not U18, and, and they won the U18 gold medal. Not on the U20 team. So you have this you have this talented player, right? That is sitting there, and the national team coaches who are watching these players all the time in Sweden have not chosen them for a national team. That's a red flag because the coaches, Dean, always give you invaluable information. They And, and when I hear, oh, they don't like them. Oh, really? So coaches don't want to win. They're not going to put out their best players. That's why I point out, okay, they won the U18 championship. They mm-hmm. won it. Okay, so let's not let's not sit down and say, oh, the coaches had a vendetta against him or anything, right? Thomas Montan, 
He knew that his World Junior team was going to be challenged from a goal-scoring point of view. He knew that. I talked to Thomas. He didn't pick him. So, yep. so, so now you're running across all these same storylines, right? And like I said, we know he can score. But you don't get to decide that I'm going to only – like, do you get to show up for work once every four days? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, so sorry. Like, right now, right now, I see it as an inherent flaw. And until Noel Gundler shows me something different, that's where I see him at. I know he can score, but I don't want a guy that, uh, quite frankly I, – I, I shouldn't say I don't want a guy. Uh, I'm not going to put a lot of emphasis on a player that I'm not certain what I'm getting – Forget about game to game. I'm talking of shift to shift. And mm. until he eliminates that for me, nothing's changing for me. And and if he does eliminate that and he does become more consistent, there's a lot of potential, as you mentioned. From what I saw, this guy, you know, down the right side, uh, quick release that that almost seems to fool goalies. Is is his release the the kind of the go to thing for him that he gets the shot off so quick? Because some of the reactions from the goalies I saw, they weren't reacting until the puck was past them. Well, and, and he's a good goal scorer. He he has shown that capability. But but when you ask yourself and you look at the numbers, like wh- why are the numbers where they're at? Right. Like I mean, like you know, a, a very good friend of mine who I worked with for a long, long time, and and, and you'll love him because he's a former goalie, Tim Bernhardt. Uh-huh. You know what? You know what he would call. You know what he would call players like this. He would call them twenty. He would call them twenty, twenty, forty players. He said, twenty games, they're really good. Twenty games are okay, and forty games, you never even know if they play. I'm not interested in twenty, twenty, forty players. Yeah, it makes sense for sure. Craig joins us on the UFFS hotline. Scouting is a huge part of the platform and the lifeblood of franchises in the UFHL. Any free agents go through a scout, so get in the game where you own the game and start putting your scouting talent uh, to good use. Are are we filling up your inbox with all the information (laughs) about the franchises and the players that we want to get? Well, it's one thing, it's one thing to fill up my inbox, but you're filling up my mental inbox because you're making you you and Trish are making me think. And you know what? We have these conversations and I think, okay, about this player or about that player and you know, who could be somebody because quite frankly, I mean, we can talk about Shane Wright and we can talk about Adam Fantilli. We know they're good players, right? But who, who, who are the other players? You know, there's so much talk now about Braden Point, a third-round draft pick that, you know, has, has been phenomenal for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But he's, he's been phenomenal for the last two seasons. Three, Like, he's a phenomenal player. But mm-hmm. it, it's about looking deeper. It's about looking at those qualities uh, of, of players and saying, okay, what's that player going to be like once he develops a little bit further? What's he going to be like as he becomes a little bit stronger, a little bit more mature? I mentioned Martin St. Louis earlier. Martin St. Louis, and I've talked to him about this previously at previous times, and he said, he goes, you know, you also need a, a mental confidence that you can do it, that you're sure of yourself too. And, and and that just doesn't happen with the snap of a finger when you're 19 or 20 because you keep going up levels and the challenges become greater. So you also, I call, I, 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 I use this term, Dean, I call it the natural laws of maturity. Physical, mental, and emotional. And you can't speed them up. And, and and everybody matures at different rates. And I'm talking about Marty St. Louis, who really came into his own at the age of 26, 27 in the NHL. Stop and think about that for a second. 26, mm-hmm. 27, and he'd been prolific in the years previous to that. So Hall of Famer, 
you know, Hart Trophy winner. Took him a little bit of time. And so when you're scouting, don't underestimate players that have some really good qualities that with time, those qualities are going to just emerge and shine in a big way. You betcha. Craig is also the president of Scouting for High Level Scouting in the UFHL. You can get more information at www.uffsports.com. It is the most realistic platform out there. All right, let's move on to Tyler Clevin, a defenseman with the U.S. National Development Team, ranked 60 on the Craig's list. This guy, from everything I look at, has all the earmarkings of that prototypical shutdown defenseman. What can you tell me about how he defends? Well, he's fierce and, and, and he's really competitive. And, you know, when you when you watch him play, he's a good skater. He 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 gets into your space. He 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 makes you earn everything that you trying to earn in and around the net, into the zone. And and, and those are those are really, really uh, er, those are real important areas to defend against. And that's what Tyler does. You know, when I, and, and, and there's lots to like about Tyler. And when I, having watched Derek Forbert and Jared Tenori, who I think are very similar players at the same age mm. as Tyler Clevin, they're bottom pair defensemen in the national league. And it doesn't mean that they're, that, that, that you're, there's not a value to them and they're not important to your team because there is. And, you know, but having watched Derek Forber and Jared Tenori, who, who, who I both really liked, and I, and, and I do like Tyler, but when I start to project out, you know, I start to look and I go, okay, could he be a second pair defenseman? Yeah, perhaps. But, you know, when I try to look at it in terms of like, if I had to put a percentage on, is he going to be a bottom pair defenseman or is he going to a number five defenseman or is he going to be a number four defenseman, you know, I, I, he falls into that gap, but based on the history that I've seen with Fulbert and Jared Tenorti and now Tyler Clevin, I see him falling more into the number five. Now, if you have to evaluate what your team wants at any part of the draft. And if you want that player, then take him because I think he'll be real, real strong and solid in that regard. But you know, you got to, again, have realistic expectations for where you think the player can get to. And that's that's where I see him as. It doesn't it doesn't I, I value those positions. I value. But to me, you got to get them at the right spot of the draft. Yeah. And, and listen, those guys are so important uh, when you get into what we're seeing now, playoff runs. And sometimes they, they get elevated because of injuries and other times they stay exactly where they're suited for. And, and a lot of times some of these guys are your 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 big good penalty killers as well. And this guy's six four, just over 200 pounds. Is he physical? Does he have that mean streak in his game to go with that size? Well, yeah, he, he, there's no question he can be physical and he can be territorial. You know, one of the players that, that I always liked and, you know, the one thing that Tyler, you know, has a big advantage on him that he didn't have, he's probably still not a great skater, is Braden McNabb of the Vegas Golden Knights. Right. And, and Braden was, I mean, you talk about a mean streak, you talk about a physical force. Braden was that in junior. <laughs> like, I mean, and, you know, he was a draft pick uh, to the L.A. Kings and, you know, found his way over to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And he's a real solid player because of those elements you talk about. Physical, hard, mean streak. He, like he, he, he's not afraid to go right through you. And so can Tyler be that? Yeah, he, he could potentially be that. I The game is it changes in, in, in the way players grow up playing it. 
And it, it, so Braden, even when you look back 10 years ago, it's different than where Tyler is now, right? So, you know, that same meanness that, that, that maybe you look at, that same real edge, it, it, the game isn't played along those lines in the same manner that it once was. So I don't want to penalize uh, Tyler Clavin for, for not having that. But, you know, we're, when, you're, when you watch Braden McNabb, you see a real fierceness to him. But I see, like, Tyler's competitive. I think that there's room for him to continue to grow in his game. But I don't see a lot of offense in his game, and I never have. Yeah, I don't think there's there. He is going to have time to develop at North Dakota, his home state school, and Jake Sanderson, another freshman uh, incoming in that class in this draft. So he'll get some time to put some uh, muscle to that tall frame at North Dakota too. And, and, and one of the best arenas to play in anywhere. I don't care what league you're in. Oh, there's no question about it, right? Yeah, that's the, that is simply one of the greatest arenas oh, out there. Yeah. No question about it. <laughs> this is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. What you talking about, mister? Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. Yeah. UFFS, you own the game. <laughs>